this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. Want to support Not Straightcast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straightcast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. From a non-straight perspective, this is Non-Straight Cast, episode 31 for December 20th, 2023. Welcome to Non-Straight Cast. I'm Joe. And I'm Becca. And welcome. Hi. <laughs> Yet another week of more fun ahead here. So, here we are. <laughs> so first off, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's coming mm-hmm. up. And Happy New Year, because actually we're going to record this show on the 20th here for the 20th release. And then at that point there, I think our next show, I think, is not until the beginning of next year, actually. I think our next show is going to be um, released on the 3rd. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So I guess we'll figure this all out here. Yeah, yes, we'll so. record this and everything there. But uh, <laughs> so Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, one thing I want to mention here is the last show when I went and edited the last show, the amount of times that I said you know, and in this case, <laughs> was so annoying. You said you had to count how much, how long, how many was it? I mean, it had to be at least a hundred, <laughs> at least a hundred times. <laughs> these verbal ticks. I do it too. I say yeah a lot, and I'd rather my verbal tick be yeah than <laughs> <laughs> instead of in this case, and you know, to the point where I actually made myself a note on my uh thing there. You can see it on my webcam. It says stop saying you know in this case, and also talk a little slower too. So. Yeah. I need to enunciate a little better, I have noticed. It's like you listen to yourself and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> I know. To me, I sound like I'm like mumbling with a marshmallow in my mouth. But you've always talked like that. Mumbling <laughs> in your mouth. I've always talked that way, too. And you would think with my, you know, I keep buying these $300 microphones. And uh, thinking that, hey, yeah, that's going to increase my, you know, my speaking. But no, I need to actually just speak better. <laughs> yeah, be consciously aware of it. Exactly. Anyways, uh, what else is new? Let's see. I bowl on a league, which I'm going to get you to join, by the way. because I know Yeah, you love that's fun. I do. I love bowling. I need something to do. <laughs> I actually Besides before... going to work and coming home. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's why I started bowling. <laughs> Anyways, I started bowling and I before bowling I bought a new ball, new shoes, new bag and everything there. You think I'd be better? No, I'm worse. <laughs> it's like my average used to be in the 150s, 160s. My average this season is 130. Oh, I don't even know what I would be. It's been so long since I played. I belonged to a bowl back in the or a bowling league back in the nineties, though I think <laughs> that was the last fun. time I bowled was two thousand eighteen. So I was kind of expecting that I was going to be a little rusty. I didn't expect it to be this rusty, but I'm kind of glad I have a new ball. But the new ball is so different 
that it's taken a little bit of getting used to, like a whole entire season. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the bowling here, um, when I go bowling in my league every Sunday night, we have a thing called Mystery. It costs three dollars, and basically the idea is is that um, you pay the three dollars and after the first game, when you're getting into the second game, they'll get on the microphone and it's like, you know, tonight's mystery for the first game is 78, 178, 278. So if you have any one of those three scores, oh. you can go and collect the prize. It's like usually $30, $40. After the second game, they do the second game mystery. And then they have a thing called super mystery. In super mystery, you have the match exactly. So last week I was bowling in my second game. I had a 140, not too bad, you know, nothing to write home about though. Well, they announced the second mystery and then they did the super mystery. And guess what the super mystery was for the uh, second game? Play it on me. 140. <laughs> I, won. <laughs> I won the super mystery. <laughs> I thought I won the $30. No, I won the whole super mystery. The big one that hasn't been claimed since halfway of last season oh that's awesome <laughs> so it's been like and we're like at the end of this current season we're going to start a new season in january because the season is split in half basically okay 375 dollars wow i got a stack of cash that was like two inches thick that's it, that's very cool <laughs> it was in ones was it really yeah. <laughs> somebody worked for tips I, right it came to the point where it's like everybody knew that I won $375. So now it was like, great, I'm going to get jumped when I go out in the parking lot. Get back to my car after I'm done bowling. Hey, Joe, I need a beer. <laughs> 12 of them. <laughs> well, speaking of paying for things, what happened was is that I decided that uh, our, our, like, like our, our, our bowling league is doing a uh, fun night tonight. And so in that case, basically, yeah, like each team has to bring something. So we decided that we're going to bring the desserts. So when I okay. won that money, I was like, I gave my coworker, my, oh, I'm sorry, I like that my coworker, my, my, my teammate, a hundred dollars. And I was like, Hey, go and buy all the desserts. Like I like all the pies and stuff that we need for this there. And then just give me back whatever is left over. Which he said to me, I'm not sure there'll be anything left, <laughs> but I was like, you know, instead of a, each one of us contributing money there, I'll just pay for the whole entire thing because when I won that money, it was like literally like found money. I wasn't expecting to win it. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So I went ahead there and did that. So I figured, you know, that's my contribution. <laughs> I'll be nice <laughs> at least, you know. <laughs> so are you ready for Christmas? I, I am. Um, my girlfriend and I had uh, Christmas this weekend because she has stuff going on with her family. And, you know, like I said before, she lives up near Akron, Ohio. So we only see each other, you know, maybe once or twice a month. Um, so we did our Christmas this 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 week past weekend. And um, she took me to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra for the first time. It was. So what do you think? Oh my God. It was incredible. Like if, if anybody out there wants to see this show, go, go, you will not regret it. It It is uh, basically rock and Christmas music. It is. And and they tell a story too. And it's yeah. something that you don't often see in, in some of the viral videos that, that you see going around. You always see them playing like the Carol of the Bells and that's their, their mm -hmm. most famous piece, but they do so much. Like there's a chorus, there are individual singers. Um, there, there's an entire story with, um, uh, like flashes on the screen, like there are act, like live act, not live, but recorded actors like acting out this thing behind them, and just the laser show that they put on. In addition to this incredible music, it is it's a sight to behold. Uh, That's I, definitely awesome. You got a chance to see them live. I've yet to see them live. I oh have my gosh, CDs. Yeah, they're, they're so good. I didn't realize they've been along for around for as long as they have been. Like they said, like, like, like how long have they been around? Like 25 years plus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing this a long time. Wow. We. So, uh, yeah, 
Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> and we had amazing seats too. Like we were in section 113, like. So you're like catty corner to the left-hand side of the stage, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it, we could actually see their faces and everything up close. Oh, it, wow. was, it was very cool to be that, that close. And I'd never been to um, the PPG arena yet. That was my first time there. I haven't been there since it was the civic arena. Right. <laughs> That's I'm how old we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the last time I've been around that area too. <laughs> yeah. The, the the old silver dome. <laughs> exactly. I've been there quite a few times for penguins games, but I've never been to PPG paints arena. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it looks a lot like the, the civic arena was set up on the inside, but let me, I gotta tell you, <laughs> the, the the lack of um organization getting in there like we got to the place about two o'clock didn't get to our seats until about three o'clock because there was okay. just mayhem at the door with with the there, like there just weren't enough uh, metal detectors or whatever everybody came in on the one side I, I don't know if there's another entrance from the side that we came in on but it was just complete mayhem and that that was an unpleasant part of it but but once that we were in there and seated and situated the show, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> you would think after throwing 3 billion events there, they would know better at this point, but you'd think, you'd think. I know, but yeah. Also too. Yeah. So what are you doing for Christmas? I'm not doing much of anything. I'm actually working Christmas day and the day after, which are considered our work holidays. Okay. I, I I work overnight, so I don't work until 10 p.m. Christmas yeah. day. So it's not really I'm working Christmas day, nor am I doing anything now. So, you know, I'm actually, I'm doing everything Christmas Eve, which is a Sunday, and I'm normally off that day anyway, so no big deal. Yeah, I am um, not really doing anything for Christmas. I might visit some people, um, but my coworker friend invited me to her house for Christmas dinner on the day of Christmas. Yeah, you know, I don't. Sweet of them. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of family, you know, uh, left in this world, and um, and sometimes I, I feel like I'm not. I don't have a whole lot in common with my sister. Okay, and you don't go go home. No, I don't. Anyways, yeah, no. I don't. So. I, well, they they since our mom passed away, she she's going up to um, see her husband's family well, mom in scranton um but that, that's been kind of the way of it so i've kind of had to just make my own family okay of friends and and uh, to, for me sometimes it's better the the pe people you choose to love rather than the ones that you're kind of forced to love the ones you actually want to spend time with as opposed yeah. to the ones that you're forced to spend forced time with. Forced to spend time with. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know. I've always felt more comfortable with the people that I chose to be my little family, you know, and they, they're they wonderful. Like the people that I, I consider my friend family are amazing people and they would do anything for me and I would do anything That's for so them. Sweet. Within, you know, reason, of course. <laughs> hey, I need to borrow five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah. So uh, also well, too. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Did you have anything else? Uh, not about that really. I, I had um a kind of a, a sad incident that happened in the last couple weeks. Um uh -huh. I've had a, I've had a pet snake <laughs> um for the better part of 20 years and, and he passed away um two thursdays ago i'm so well, I sorry guess, and, and so that that's been kind of hard to deal with and he, he's been all over the country with me wherever i go he's gone he has been my my best friend my travel partner my confidant you know, I just tell told him everything. And he's been like with me since I was in my twenties and I'm almost 50 if that so that tells you like we've been together a long time. Wow. And he was my longest relationship. And I came home from work <laughs> right. and he was gone. Now uh, snakes snakes don't talk, do they? No. 
Okay. No. So he, he was a good listener, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, he's a great listener, but uh, he was very docile and like handleable and uh, kind of sweet, actually. He seemed to know that I was his person, which, which I, I never w- would have figured coming from, you know, that kind of a reptile, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he seemed to know that, you know, I was his person. Um, I'm so sorry to hear yeah. that. I mean, I mean, personally, I am deathly afraid of snakes, but <laughs> a lot of people are, too, it's valid. I, I can, I can, I can understand where, you know, it's like, basically they're like family to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's come so close to them. No matter where I've been, like I moved to Florida at one point, I moved to the Midwest at one point, you know, he, he's come with me. He rode in my car shotgun from West Palm Beach, Florida to Pittsburgh and back. And, and yeah, he's just been such a a central part of my, my life story for so long. I, f- I feel kind of lost without him. But people keep asking me if I'm going to get another snake and I'm not going to at this point because it would outlive me at the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had him for 20 years and he was 25. Wow. So he was five when I, I was, when I got him, I adopted him from somebody else. Um, so, you know, another 25 years, I, I don't think I'm going to be here. And, and plus they actually can live up to 35 years, 40 years old ball pythons. So, you know, I so don't. So they could very easily outlive you. It could. Yeah. I would have to will yeah. him to somebody. And I yeah. just I, I just don't want to do that. And like I would want to know that somebody would care for him or her as much and as well as I would. Um, and you know, once you're dead, you can't be sure of that. <laughs> yeah, and life is not anything to be guaranteed. I've learned that myself, you know. It is considering it's... I kind of came close to it last year. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's Life is fragile. Very much so. Yeah, I don't have any pets. And, you know, it was like, I was thinking, okay, once I buy a house, maybe I'll get a cat then. Because I don't want to put him through this small apartment that I live in right now. Yeah. And moving for cats is particularly exactly. stressful. Dogs dogs will adjust a lot faster than cats will. But Cats are very much creatures of habit there. They know? are. They are. Exactly. So. It was like when I was babysitting my mom's cat, it would not come out from under the bed. And I completely understood why. It was so used to not dealing with other people. Right. Of course, when it came yeah. out the one time, it was very nice. But it came out <laughs> one time and one time only. Yeah. And because I I had uh, corned beef. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so they're had... very food driven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, a reason to come out. Exactly. His stomach. (laughs) Exactly. With that said, let's go ahead and get into the news here. You like that news? I do. It sounds very (laughs) professional. Oh, boy. It is professional. Yeah, because I've heard this in many uh, old newscast recordings, like 70s tracks and everything there. (laughs) Especially this music. I know. I I love the 70s feel. Oh my god, hold on here a second. Ah. What is going on? <laughs> there's like 12 oh. things playing. Yeah, I realize there's 12 things playing because there is 12 things playing. <laughs> Let me play what I was going to play. I hit the wrong button. Okay, we're going to... I meant to hit this. I love that. It's like a Hawaii Five O. <laughs> it's very uh-huh. 70s. Oh, like yeah, because dragnet. it is from the 70s. Yeah. I for, I'm trying to remember the name of it, though. I'm trying to remember. Um, let me go ahead and look at my drive here real quick here. I'll tell you exactly what the name of it is. Oh, yeah. It's from a band called L.A. Air Force Cheap Radio Thrills. <laughs> That's what it's called. It sounds very... um. 70s cop show because it is from the 70s or these actually came on records originally oh wow okay yeah what i have are from the records so oh that's cool (laughs) hear the because you can hear the clicks and the pops there where you know they're like they play back the track it's one big long track and i had to basically go ahead and cut things out of there that i need 
So the news, that song, and then our memo conclusion is all from there. So, yeah. Should try this again. <laughs> Anyways, here's the news. More than 7.6 million people watched the recent Dr. Hugh special titled The Star Beast, where a longtime favorites David Tennant and Catherine Tate returned to their roles as the Doctor in Donna Noble. The episode also featured the debut of Donna Noble's transgender daughter Rose, played by Heartstopper star Yasmin Finney, in a scene where the Doctor asks an alien about pronouns. Unfortunately, about 0.000189% of those viewers had a problem with the episode and its trans inclusion. The BBC has reported that it received 144 complaints from disgruntled viewers about the Star Beast, specifically the inclusion of a trans character. Some of the complaints said the character was anti-male, while others said it was an inappropriate inclusion of a transgender character. The special didn't just feature a trans actress, her character's transness was a part of the story. In one scene, Donna is talking to her mother about how much she loves her daughter and how she fears that she'll mess up or say the wrong thing. In another scene, Rose corrects the doctor when he assumes that an alien uses he-slash-him pronouns. Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies had stated before that the special aired that he has no time for homophobes who want to complain about the show. Back in November... Davies was speaking to British press outlets when he brought up that there were people full of absolute hate and venom and the destruction and violence who would like to see that sort of thing wiped off the screen entirely. He said, shame on you and good luck to you and your lonely lives. Ah, that's an epic response to bigotry like that. Because it's Absolutely. It, it, it really is. like, Unfortunately, the most bigoted people happen to be the loudest um, but I, th I think most people are are pretty accepting of a lot of things that they maybe have previously not been. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible there. Yeah, it's kind of like you go into any like, uh, for example, any uh, new like like local TV station website, and you read the responses to the stories. Oh, they're they're horrible. Oh my god, absolutely awful. Microsoft News is the worst. That is a cesspool of hate, bigotry, and troll bots. <laughs> I think what we're talking about is every time you open up Bing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the news pops up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we've been seeing a lot more um, uh, like media representation. I mean, representation matters. It matters to the people that are being represented, and, and it matters uh, you know, on an educational level to you know, I noticed recently that there have been a lot of gay couples that have been featured in commercials. And, you know, there's so several like TV shows that have had actual trans actors um, not playing a trans character necessarily, but, you know, just as trans actors. I know that Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, they, they've they've used a couple different trans act actors in um American Horror Story. And there's a, a show called um, Good Trouble that, that's okay. kind of a, a follow up to the show The Fosters that used to be on ABC Family. But there's a a, a trans character on there and, and she's played by a trans woman. And yeah, it's wonderful. I think it's great. The thing is, is that it's like, you know, a lot of people realize or don't realize that these people exist, you know, and the right. reason they, why you hear a lot more about it. Yeah. Yeah, they think that it's brand new, and this is just something that, and that, and that again, that's why representation matters. Is because it's, it's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, it will always I, be around forever. It, it's been around as long as and people have been away. around. You know, exactly. it's just the the opportunities like they're just not hiding anymore. Is what it is. That is the big difference, and that's why you see a lot more of people coming out per se. I guess would be the best way to put it there. Yeah, because they have the living the, their authentic lives, right? Because the resources are there and, and the support is there, and you know it, it didn't used to be like that. It used to it used to be a, a real problem trying to transition if that's the route you decided to take in life. Um, that there I've were even just... seen that in the drag community there, where a lot of drag, you know, drag queens have decided to come out as transgender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know a couple of drag kings also that yes. uh, have since transitioned. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, it's just they're being on their authentic selves. I think it's great. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that whatsoever. So. No, not a bit. It's just more or less though, as a gay man, it's just kind of like, wow, things are different than they used to be, but it's that they're more authentic than they used to be. It's not yes. that they're different, they're more authentic, you know? Yeah, because a lot That's of a people hid hid themselves, you know, and, and wouldn't, or if they would transition, they would go completely incognito and disappear and move somewhere that, you know, no one knew who they were. And and it's Very not true. as not as much of a stigma anymore. Very true. On a separate note, I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who. I'm sorry. Me neither. <laughs> you haven't? Okay, good. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, you know, I've seen enough clips and I know enough about its history. I know, like, I'm very, I'm a techie kind of guy. So I know, like, the BBC was missing, like, various episodes of Doctor Who. And they were trying to recover them. Oh. Some of them. And they were trying to recover the color information because they had some of them, but they're only black and white. So they're trying to recolorize them. Yeah. So I know all about like the technical stuff that goes into all that here, but I don't have actually, I've never actually watched Doctor Who. Yeah, I've never seen it. I, I know that it's been a thing for a very long time. And then, you know, in more recent times, they, like they brought back the television show and it, you know, regained its popularity. And I love David Tennant. Like yeah. he's, he, of course, I'm a Harry Potter fan, of course. And, you know, he, he, um, he was in, um, a couple of those films or one, one of those films. It's kind of odd. Cause I'm not really much of a sci-fi guy. I'm more of a documentary kind of guy. I watched a lot of those too. So in this case here, yeah, that's why I've never been attracted to Dr. Who, but yeah, you know, I understand yeah. the premise and everything out there, but the fact that, you know, people decide, Hey, we're going to have a problem with this here because the actor is not who we want it to be. Right. It's just completely, you know, yeah, I don't put you off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so moving right along. Um, I have a story. Good old Clarence Thomas. He's at it again. <laughs> Gee, Clarence Thomas at it again. Oh hmm, God. What are you there, doing this time. There's no end to how awful this man is. It's just I'll just I'll just get into it. Just read the story, please. <laughs> yeah, the Supreme Court said in a filing this week that they are refusing to hear arguments relating to a case in Washington State, where Brian Tingley filed a lawsuit alleged that the state's ban on LGBTQ plus conversion therapy for minors violates his First Amendment right of free speech. So let's note here, the Supreme uh, Court. That they're refusing to hear arguments there. So basically it goes they out are. To, to the previous court, whatever ruling that they had there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's ridiculous. That doesn't yeah. violate free speech to like send kids to not be able to send kids to conversion therapy. Uh, so Clarence Thomas, um, he predictably railed against the denial in a dissenting comment, quote, there is a fierce public debate over how best to keep help minors with gender dysphoria. The petitioner, Brian Tingley, stands on one side of the divide. He believes that a person's sex is a gift from God and integral to our very being, unquote. And then he goes on to say, quote, if there is, is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is that no official higher petty can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to confess by word or act their faith therein. Um. He also wrote that yet under SB 5722, licensed counselors cannot voice anything other than the state approved opinion of minors with gender dysphoria without facing punishment. And according okay. to, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Good boy. <laughs> and according to members of GLAD, um, 
for those not in the know, that's the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Proponents of conversion therapy often intentionally conflate the attempted altering of sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression with the treatment of an actual condition such as a sexual addiction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. The challenge to the Washington law known as SB 5722 was filed by Brian Tinsley, a licensed family therapist or counselor who uh, practices conversion therapy. He argues that the state's ban on licensed therapists performing conversion therapy on minors violates his constitutional rights. His constitutional rights to torture people. Right, like, have you, exactly. Have, have you seen what what goes into conversion therapy? Like, it's disgusting. Like it's Absolutely literal is disgusting. It's literal torture, like literal torture. And it's not from a place of love. It's from a place of, yeah, like you said, actual torture. Right, right, right. Tinsley has asked the Supreme Court to hear his appeal, but six of the justices voted not to hear his his case. Uh, three, Thomas and Justices Samuel Alito and Brett Kavanaugh bleh, dissent said, uh, and said that the courts should have heard his appeal. Of course, it's the you know most conservative on there. Well, of um, course, yeah. Because eh. it's not good enough to allow you to have choice. They want you to do it your way or the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's how all these fascists have to work. Like they have to force you to do what they want. Um, since the court did not hear his appeal, the Washington law will stay in place. Um, studies have linked conversion therapy to increased risks of depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. A 2013 survey showed that 84% of former patients of ex-gay therapy said it inflicted lasting shame and emotional harm. Numerous conversion therapy advocates have later come out as still gay and apologized for the harm that conversion therapy causes. Um, conversion therapy is opposed by the American Psychological Association, which adopted a resolution saying that homosexuality per se is a normal and positive variation of human sexual orientation. Let's go to the conversion therapy for a second. It's just, it's not bad enough that it's hard enough being gay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that you have to deal with then people who are trying to change it there who have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And honestly, the conversion therapy doesn't work either. No, it doesn't. It's just like we said, it's torture. There there's exactly. like medications that are involved. There's like electric shock therapy involved. There's um oh, what do you call it? Uh aversion therapy. And it's it's torture. And in some cases there's like sex forced on them like they're forced to have sex with someone of the opposite gender um trying to i don't know what fuck the gay away it's like it yeah, reminds like, me of the family guy thing where it's like they go to a conversion therapy camp i never saw that <laughs> they give they 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 have beat the homosexual on stage very feminine and everything there mm -hmm. and they give everybody baseball bats and tell them to run after them and hit them with the baseball bats and then all of a sudden, like they like he runs off screen, all the people with baseball bats run off screen. And then it's like, no, don't use baseball bats that way. Not that way either. <laughs> I love Family Guy. I don't watch it that often because I I don't have like regular cable, but um the episodes that I've seen have been absolutely hysterical. And they always manage to hit on on yeah, topics they, like that, you know. They nailed it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh anyways i think we are ready for our first break right on so we'll be right back with more news as not straight cast continues after this Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back to the Not Straight Cast. So I guess in this case here, you got all your peepees and your poopoos done, and we're back from yeah, the Yeah, every, everything came out okay. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> number ones, number twos, and sometimes number threes. <laughs> sometimes a mixture of all three. <laughs> What is number three, though? That was the question. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. We're talking out of our asses at this point. <laughs> well, that's not number three. <laughs> 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 oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and get into the next story here. This one is about... This one is about Billie Eilish. Which I wrote in the notes as I lish, because you know, because I'm an old gay and I will mispronounce it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Billie Eilish, one of the most popular, influential, and critically acclaimed artists of our time, which you think I'd know better, has lost 100,000 followers on Instagram since coming out on Monday, November 13th. Eilish was featured on the cover of Variety's Power of Women issue. Without actually labeling herself, Eilish said in an interview that she's attracted to women, which was interpreted as a coming out statement, she told the publication. I never really felt like I could relate to girls very well. I love them so much. I love them as people. I'm attracted to them as people. I'm attracted to them for real. She continued, I have deep connections with women in my life, the friends in my life, the family in my life. I'm physically attracted to them, but I'm also so intimidated by them in their beauty, in their presence. Oh, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, what the heck? Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, that kind of goes back to the last story that we did there in regards there with, you know, the trans individuals where it's kind of like they're living their authentic life and she's living her authentic life. But people are like, huh, what? And it's kind of like, I can't follow this anymore, you know? I, I try to to keep it in perspective with regards to that, you know, like it, it's almost like the trash takes itself out. Exactly. Because you don't want people like that that are, you know, I wouldn't want them claiming to be on my team until they find out that, you know, I, I'm part of the LGBTQ community. And then all of a sudden they hate me just based on that. Like those aren't the kind of people you want it's in your like, life anyways. It's like, do you like me for me or the fact that I'm straight? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Why does it matter so much? With, you know, exactly. And you can't seem to get past the fact that she may not be straight. Right. Right. It's beyond and, and, me. And those of us that, you know, listen to her music and, you know, follow her, um, it wasn't really much of a surprise, at least to, to me, it wasn't when, when she came out. I was like, oh, I've just been waiting for that. But she's an artist. Yeah. I mean, it just one of those things is another side to her personality, you know? Right. It doesn't change her music at all. It doesn't change her exactly. talent at all. And exactly. I think that. You know, I'm not a huge fan of her, of her stuff um, just because like um, I'm old, <laughs> but it's good. And it's, it's really different. Like if you listen to her stuff, it, it's really, really different than, than the average songs you hear on the radio these days. I will be honest though. I'm stuck in a permanent like seventies and early eighties new wave. Yeah. Kind of thing, to the point where <laughs> I have records behind me here, as you can see. Becca looking on our webcam here. Yes. All these records I have. Actually, I have records on my wall. <laughs> Record player, speakers, tons of records. Yeah. I mean, uh, and uh, records are starting to become more popular. So you might start seeing some I'm of the modern artists, that. you know, coming I, out I with just, vinyls. I, I was just going to say that actually vinyl outsold CDs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, for physical it's, it's come back around. I actually just. Sue got me a, a record player for Christmas, so I can play my albums again. Yay! I guess I'll <laughs> get you some albums then, huh? <laughs> Word. Do, like, do you need albums? Oh, I well, I have a whole mess. I have a whole trunk full of them. Like, okay. I, I have ones back from when my mom was like a kid. Like, so, like, I like all the old, old stuff too. 
a good place to get albums at, believe it or not, is half price books. You said that. You mentioned yeah. that. I'm gonna have to look. I'll have to look there. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're not horribly priced. You know, it's like yeah. I have I got a Cindy Lauper, she's so unusual album. I, oh yeah, I saw that when I was over the last time. That was for ten dollars. Yeah. That's not bad. No, not at all. No, absolutely. That's that's a great price. Yeah, and they actually have some decent stuff there. So um, I'm trying to think what else I got there that was uh that's the only one I have up on my wall that I got there from Half Price Books, but there's a few other albums I got. It's definitely worth a look there every once in a while to go in there and take a look and see what they have, you know. So peruse. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to other record stores. But anyways, yeah, we got way off track here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Reel it in. Reel it in there. But anyways, um, yeah, talking about women you don't like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Caitlyn Jenner. Hey! Uh, her latest public embarrassment comes with her declaring that trans women aren't real women and begins complaining about the woke movement. Then what is she? As an aside, like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> like, the, the privilege <laughs> and audacity is nauseating, seriously. Like I, like, I wonder how she'll react if the Republicans gain control of the presidency and all her rights are taken away and she's no longer able to get her medication and is forced to detransition because that that's the plan. That's, that's their plan they have in place. What will she be? She won't uh, be a female anymore, right? Uh, well, apparently she's not now, according to her. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It's yeah. like you're talking about both sides of your mouth, basically, is what this is boiling down to. Well, Caitlyn Jenner, the Olympic gold medalist, reality TV star, and, and failed GOP ca California gubernatorial candidate, said that trans women aren't really in her aren't really women in an interview with British anti-trans actor John Cleese. And if you don't know who he is, he was made famous uh, in the Monty Python show um, where she complained about how other trans people tend to not like her. Well, gee, gee, I wonder why we don't like you. Yeah. I wonder you suck as a human being, not that you're trans. Yeah. That you suck. And, and she says, quote, I just think the woke movement has just gone too far. I can be fair and not be woke. I can be a caring person and not be woke. You know, I care about people. That's why I do what I do. Oh, God. The horror of having empathy and not being an asshole. You know, yeah. like uh -huh. that's literally what woke means. It's it's having, you know, empathy for like the struggles of other people. Like <laughs> giving two shits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jenner then talked about her coming out process, saying that she tried to transition in a dignified way for the sake of trans people in general. But instead of thanks, all Jenner got was criticism for her being a Republican, she complained. Well, gee, we wonder why you yeah, got criticism for being Republican, because Republicans <laughs> are pretty much against everything that you are for. Or right. Trying to, you know, promote or I, I i that's not the best way to put that there but basically everything that you're for republicans are against yeah and she goes on to say that i get a lot of flack from mostly trans people who don't like that i'm republican and i support president trump jesus christ it's not that you're republican even it's that you support the the piece of crap you know, it wants to take rights away, you know, and yeah. and just to like comment on you know what I said earlier about you know the government taking her rights away. The, the thing is, though, probably with with people like her, wealthy people, they're always going to have access to things that the rest of us wouldn't have under you know, say, a fascist regime. Your rights not being taken away, we're not also not taking away your money, so right? Shut up. Fuck up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so she continues saying, I see these trans women are real women. No, you're not. Okay. That's the bottom line. She continued. I had everything changed. Birth certificate, gender marker, female. Okay. Everything's changed. Driver's license. I'm a pilot. Pilot's license. Your name on every piece of everything that's in my name is legally Caitlin Marie Gender. 
gender gender marker female okay so i live my life as a woman but i'm not i don't consider myself this i am a woman now and on and on she said in a mocking tone no i consider myself a trans person and just despite her statement that she has never gotten flack from republicans she has been heckled in person mocked online by by her fellow republicans and she also talked about how republican leaders didn't want to be seen in public with her when she ran for governor what are your thoughts well, if you're a piece of shit you stink like a piece of shit you basically are a piece of shit you know so that's what i think about this whole entire situation yeah it's honestly it's not well liked then yeah nobody wants to be around you then what else do you expect i don't know uh, maybe one of our, our our listeners can you know come up with an explanation as to why somebody would be so adamant to support a party that is like you said against everything she is basically feedback at notstraightcast.com f-e-e-d-b-a-c-k at n-o-t-s-t-r-8 the number eight cast.com <laughs> so anyways we have one last story and this one is completely off the rails i can't wait i love the stories you find <laughs> so now it's time for our moment of conclusion if you thought that wearing white after labor day was a risky fashion faux pas you may not have heard of the straw hat riots of 1922 over the course of eight days, boys and men fought each other on the streets of New York, resulting in injury, jail time, and general mayhem. Here's why. Certainly, so early 1900s, straw hat season for men customarily began on May 15th, which was Straw Hat Day, and ended on September 15th, which is Felt Hat Day. And it was considered an etiquette violation to wear the wrong hat outside these dates. Huh. Leading up to each new hat season, there was an uptick in newspaper advertising touting the latest styles or lowest prices, with many shops staying open late to accommodate shoppers. The marked the end of summer, men would swap out their straw hats in mid-September. Stockbrokers, in an early display of bro culture, and presumably because they could afford to buy a new hat the next year, would playfully smash each other's straw hats, often on the stock market floor on September 15th. I just got a really wild visual of that. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a bunch of men, you know, looking at the NASDAQ, NASDAQ screen, like throwing their hats down and just like jumping on them like <laughs> gorillas. <laughs> so the Pittsburgh Stock Exchange, perhaps perhaps in an anti-frivolity stance, lengthened the season in 1921 with the floor committee unanimously agreeing that straw hats may be worn with all propriety and dignity attached here too, until and including October 1st. You know, isn't like, like, it's always funny. They're like, you listen to things from the 1920s and they're like always talking like, you know, they're snobby as all hell, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, so proper. So the celebratory ritual, the destruction of the straw hats evolved beyond the Wall Street set and men who dared to breach the seasonal hat dates or were just oblivious were subject to ridicule or having their hats snatched off in disapproval. In 1922, a few days even before the end of the straw hat season, Gangs of teens or preteen boys began harassing voter donning men and stealing or smashing their hats and sometimes skulls. These attacks and skirmishes went on for eight days with mobs of hundreds on the streets. Newspaper accounts relayed the mayhem. Gangs of young hoodlums ran riot in various parts of the city last night, smashing unseasonable straw hats and trampling them in the street. A favorite practice of the gangsters was to arm themselves with sticks, some with nails at the tip, and compel men wearing straw hats to run a gauntlet. Boys who were guided by the calendar rather than the weather indulged in a straw hat smashing orgy throughout the city last night. A dozen or more were arrested and seven were spanked wow. by their parents on the East 104th Street Police Station by the order of the lieutenant at the desk. What? This is from the New York Times. Many men fought back, one presumed to lose an eye, and many youths were brought to night court in front of the magistrate Peter A. Hatting, yes, 
Padding. He <laughs> <laughs> handed down fines and something short in jail stays. Against the law, smash a man's hat, and he has a right to wear it in January snowstorm if he wishes, declared Hatting. So for a hundred years out, it's kind of hard to understand the fuss about hats, perhaps anticipating the angst that was the men were feeling about hat switching day. Helen Rowland, in a September 5th, 1922 column for the Brooklyn Exchange, offered her thoughts on men attachments to their hats. The average man's devotion to his hat is one of life's great mysteries. It seems to be something sacred in his life, which he cherishes and protects as passionately as he does his dignity, his honor, and his grandmother's memory. He will fight for it, pour over it, and risk his life under a motor truck or a trolley car the savage its remains. In a wind, when a boy wants to start a fight, all he does is to snatch another boy's hat, and the battle is on. You know, I've seen that in films where snatching straw hats <laughs> well just snatching a hat in general like starting a, a fight but i've never heard about any like i've never heard of this this is I it's never heard weird of it it's weird <laughs> i never heard of it either until that story came out yeah and i saw it there i'm just kind of like this is weird this yeah, I is guess really this odd this isn't something that's taught in american history classes of course there's right? a lot that isn't <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, it's amazing how things have changed since that time. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> imagine if I was wearing the wrong hat after, you know. Well, now it's <laughs> you can't wear white pants or shoes yeah. after Labor Day, you know, and it's. Well, I wear black all the time. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Same. Oh well. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from that these days with putting more color into my in my wardrobe. But I always like wind up going back to black. Like one color you'll see me in when I'm outside is in pink because I look good in pink. But there's colors that you would think would look fine that look awful on me, like orange. Yeah. Yellow. I love orange and yellow, but I can't wear them. I'm a natural redhead and it just, it, it doesn't go like, it does not match my skin at all. It makes me look like pale. It's like more dead than we already are, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. But anyways, I think we're at the end of the show, right? We are. So subscribe to us for all great podcasts are sold. Also, check out notstreetcast.com, which has links to our previous shows, our Facebook, Twitter, the Not Street Store, and more. If you like us, please suggest us to a friend and leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. Email us at feedback at notstraightcast.com. We want to thank you very much for listening to our show. And until next year, have a not straight one. Bye for now. Bye. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. <laughs>